Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. I'm BWK, uh, with me is uh, DJ. Hey. And we have a special guest today, and that is Brian. Hey guys, it's so, me. <laughs> you remember Brian, right? <laughs> Actually, you were on an episode before, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was on the TV theme songs episode. It was a long time ago. So. It was six years ago today. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was 30 years ago today. <laughs> Uh, so today we, we wanted to just come together, just a small little group of us, and uh, kind of talk about the uh, Parks and Recreation finale and some moments from the series as a total, because we're all huge fans uh, of the show. I guess that's kind of a good sum summary, would you say? Hell yeah. Yeah, did really good with that. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it, it <laughs> Should I do a take two, or what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, from the top. Okay. So we just wanted to come together to... No, we you know. Uh, because I think we're all we're all like huge fans, right? And uh, Brian is, is our re- our expert. I mean, I guess I like to think that I know some obscure stuff about the show. Yeah, I also have a tattoo of the cast on my leg. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> so somebody who literally tattoos the show onto their leg. Uh, were you just gonna show me? No, <laughs> you've seen it many times. <laughs> um, uh, somebody who tattoos a cast, the cast on their leg uh, has got to be a pretty big fan. So we wanted to get Brian involved in this too. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is pretty loose, right? Because it's a yeah, bonus we're, episode. We're, yeah. Like I said before, we're just hanging out talking about Parks and Rec. And I'm assuming that the people that listen to the show uh, that watch um, you know, Parks and Rec are going to be very much into this and won't mind us uh, quoting it a bunch and talking about it a bunch. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. I hope so, because uh, you're in for that. Yeah, it's uh, the conversation that you have no say in. So <laughs> so what the Top 5 of Death normally is is not this, but uh, what it normally is, is is a Top 5 show where we all give our Top 5 uh, lists of some topic. Uh, we put them up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Top 5 of Death, where you can vote on them. Uh, the person who gets the most votes wins that week. Obviously, that's how winning or mm-hmm. voting works. We also have a website now that you can vote on. Oh, yeah. You can also vote on top5ofdeath.com, and that's with the number five. It's always going to be with the number five because like, we have an Instagram and a um, Twitter all at top5ofdeath. Yeah, not to brag. Yeah, I mean, we just got like plenty of social <laughs> networks, so <laughs> more, than, uh, you know, more than we maybe need. But uh, so... You, we put those lists up, and then the winner gets to decide how the losers should die based on their list. Uh, so, you know, it's a little high stakes or whatever. I like that. However, since this is a bonus episode, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, Dooley um, and Matt. <laughs> right, never mind. See you guys later. <laughs> Where's he? He's actually leaving. Uh, Dooley and Matt cannot make it because Matt uh, has a prior obligation. He's debuting his stand-up routine tonight, which we just <laughs> found out 10 minutes he's ago. He's going to be so embarrassed that you said that. No, <laughs> he's going to love it. Are you kidding yeah. me? He's doing uh, stand-up comedy. Dooley is very sick. Yeah, that kid gets sicker really? and sicker. Yeah. He sent us a text earlier saying uh, he was supposed to be on this episode, <laughs> and uh, he texted us saying that he had to go to the doctor because his like he had a cold and his cough was like really bad and wasn't going away and. I don't know, like... So pray for yeah. Dooley. Yeah. <laughs> He's just saying your text that said, Ugh! Yeah, so, <laughs> it's like blood on my phone. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> pray it out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, pray for Dooley or whatever, and good luck to Matt. We'll start that hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Tweet, <laughs> tweet us your prayers at prayfordooley.com. No, don't, you don't have to what? go to .com. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> Nobody registered that domain. <laughs> it's hashtag prayfordooley. Wish Matt good luck. <laughs> yeah. Very short and sweet. Yeah, it's a real small hashtag. All right, so let's get into Parks and Rec. Does somebody want to describe what this show is? 
Oh, I mean, I vote. I vote Brian. No. Yeah. Okay. In general, okay. Actually, so for it opens on a crystal clear (laughs) lake. (laughs) That is a quote from the show. I'm only voting for you because I find you to be someone. Actually, both of you are very good at explaining things, and I'm not. The pressure. Oh, that's sweet of you to say. But thank you. But you're you're pretty good too. You don't give yourself enough credit. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'll explain it. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) A very brief description of the show. It's basically it's based around this woman named leslie Nopez. anyone listening to this definitely knows um and it's just basically her shenanigans with the her co-workers that work happen to work in the parks and recreation department in pawnee indiana which is a fictional fictional town and i know that that got guff when it first came out for being fictional because the office was set in scranton pennsylvania and i guess that like really helped their tourism is having that show set there oh really yeah so not for the office what do you mean? No, no well, because what? after the office happened, people oh. went to Scranton for exactly. the first okay. time. For, I thought you meant that Pawnee got a lot of tourists for. Oh no, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Scranton got it after the office uh, got really big. So okay. I know people in India. Well, I don't know if it was just like random people or whatever. I read that people in Indiana were like wish that it ha- it was set in a real Indiana town so yeah. they could have gotten some tourism there because who's going in Indiana? Come yeah. on. <laughs> Pawn- hey. Pawnee is an actual uh, city or town but not in Indiana. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Uh, and she just works for the Parks and Rec uh, department in Pawnee, Indiana and it's sort of like her rise or, or like basically just her story and then the people in the story and how like she affects them. One of the best things about Parks and Rec, and I think we all can agree on this, is that it seems to be one of the only TV shows that I can even think of that is about friendship and taking care of the people you love. Absolutely. It's uh, kind of the opposite of The Office, where The Office is... The opposite? Is, Sorry. The, <laughs> nice. No, that was great. I'm glad you interrupted me. Um, uh, no, but The Office is... Uh, they're, they're likable characters, and they're really funny, but they're also like kind of shitty to each other, and they treat each other kind of like dirt they are shitty to each yeah, other that's the why most people part. like it but i mean it does have some heart to it like you know it it's, has its moments but yeah. parks and rec is like everybody loves each other and they i mean they have cheesy moments that aren't actually cheesy they just seem so real and like heartwarming it's yeah. great yeah and there's one like description of leslie nope that i think is such a good identifier of who she is and I forget exactly the context surrounding it, and it's not on my list because we do actually have lists that we're going to get to in a minute or two. But um, uh, somebody describes Leslie. I think it's a police officer. It says Leslie Nope is the kind of person that that uses favors to help other people, and I feel like that's like exactly what it is. It's just her, like you know, doing favors for people, getting favors, and then using them to help other people. Like she's just such a kind-hearted person yeah for real i mean i think she doesn't exist but if she were to (laughs) she'd be one she'd be a hall of famer (laughs) ron actually said that quote oh it's ron um yeah and it went on my episode the tv theme songs i actually picked parks and rec and i went on and on about how how much i love that it's just people being sweet to each other leave off Okay, so I think we just had like some weird technical difficulties, and there might be like a patch of nothing just there. <laughs> we'll try and fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm sorry, Brian. You were saying something about I don't know. Oh no, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I was listening. No, I just uh, went on and on about. I, I just love how much the show is about them being sweet to each other, and no one is. I don't know. It's not based on awkwardness at all. Although an interesting fact, 
uh, in the first season, when well, actually the when they initially wanted to do the show, they wanted it to be an office spinoff. I'm sure you guys knew that. Yeah, yeah, that's how I remember hearing about it. And you can yeah. kind of tell at the beginning of Definitely. the series too. They wanted Leslie to be more of like a doofy Michael Scott character, which is a bummer. Like she's still great in the first season, but she gets significantly better in the second season. But the, I read that the way they wanted it to be a spinoff was that Scranton gets rid of a broken copy machine and it ends up at the Pawnee office that it was going to be the first like spinoff show where the spinoff character was a, a machine, like an that item. Is oh so weird. That's <laughs> so weird. But it's so funny. Um, I would not have been mad about that. Yeah. I don't think I would have either. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so we should also mention we're in full spoilers of the season finale, which a series finale, which just aired. Um, so you guys will hear spoilers. Um, and just to sort of like get a quick, a quick opinions. I, I know we're all huge fans, but like, you know, maybe a little bit more than, uh, that if you can, um, of like how you feel just in briefly about the whole series and, and whatever, uh, did you want to go first? Well, we're starting the list now. No, no. Just tell us how you feel about the series to, oh, before we get into our list. I was kind of in a daze for a second. I was thinking <laughs> about something. <laughs> um, oh, glad I picked you then. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so what was the question? Yeah, I'll go first. I was hanging so, on your every fucking word. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, I love this show. I think it's it's up there in like the pantheon of like the best shows of all time. Uh, certainly best comedies. I have like such a sweet spot for. Uh, sweet spots and i feel like this show uh is just so sweet to its ca- to its cast and right up until the final episode they just they treated these people and this town with like such respect and um you know the the final episode i thought did something very rare where it like actually showed the whole life cycle of its cast which they never do because they always kind of like hope that they'll come back for a reunion show right, or yeah. something yeah um and milk it in some other way but this show like ended on a very definitive note, and I uh, really loved it, and I love the sh- series as a whole. Uh, Brian, you have an opinion? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, when I sat down to do the list, I was like pumped because I get to kind of think about the whole series and what I love about it. There's a couple things that I quote constantly in my life from the show, and I was like, that those have to be like, just because it's made most of them made such a huge impact on me, and I quote it all the time. It's that I think that means that it, those are my favorite moments. At first, when I sat down, I, I was like just making a list of my favorite Leslie Nope quotes, which is, <laughs> which sucks. But Leslie's like, I love Leslie so much. She's easily my favorite character on there. But I wanted to switch it up a little. Diversify. I, exactly. <laughs> and I love all like I love all the characters so much that I didn't want to discount any of them by not picking them. You know, moments that. Are these chips registering on, on the mic. Oh, my oh God. yeah! Turn down those chips, please. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Dorit, no. Oh, so bad. Sorry. <laughs> what what do we get him next time? What about you, DJ? Uh, I don't have any Dorito puns on me. Right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anything but, to say about Parks before we go in? Yeah. Uh, this is um, one of my favorite shows of all time. It is. One of the few shows that I can watch and actually just forget about everything that's going on in my actual life. It makes me forget about everything and I'm so um, into whatever episode I'm watching. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> like every character uh, is perfect. It's the most perfect cast in TV history. And it makes me feel like these people, um, like in their real lives, like the actors, actually care about each other as much as they seem like they do on the show. Um, Which I think they do. Like yeah. I've seen some interviews with the whole cast, and they really do seem that way. Yeah, it, for it real. Just, like it, I wish I was a part of it in some way, but yeah. it's just like it's hard to find a show where even like, like the supporting cast, and by that I mean like all the characters of um, the show, like uh, 
the people that live in Pawnee and um, like all the politicians on the show, um, even the most unlikable characters on the show are likable. Like yeah. you enjoy like watching those characters too, and they're just as funny as the main cast. That makes so me want to ask you a question. Who's your favorite <laughs> peripheral character? So not like you can't pick like Leslie. Oh yeah, no, I um, I would. That's such a tough one, is but I would have to go with Perd Happily. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was actually sure. I was gonna quote Perd. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Perd Happily is one of the funniest characters in television history. <laughs> He's probably my second or third favorite, next to like Phil Dunphy and Milhouse. <laughs> Jesus, I thought yeah, you were I gonna. That. I thought you were gonna say um, Jeremy Jam. Yeah, oh, God, Jeremy, Jeremy Jam is a, a close second to Perd <laughs> He's <laughs> insane. He I think I like Perd so more. Funny. I like Perd more. Though. Who's your favorite peripheral? Jen Barkley, hands down. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jen Barkley. Who's yours? Um, I don't know. I realized while I was asking these questions to you guys that I was going to have to answer it too. <laughs> and I haven't really given it much thought. I feel like I could probably pick that out for you. I need to think about it a little bit. Yeah, you think, you think of what mine is. Um, and why don't we start, start the show, I guess? Yeah. Uh, we've been... <laughs> Might as well, huh? Uh, so um, I will, I'll go first if you yeah, want. Yeah, we're going to yeah. start the show by starting it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my, my first moment is as followed. Um... <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't go first. You know what? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, no, because I have it here, but I don't think it's. I don't think it makes a good like kick off the show. Number five. I mean, come on. <sighs> okay, fine. My number five is Leslie's final speech that she gives of the whole oh, series. Oh shit! That's. <laughs> Maybe that isn't the best way to Wait, start. The, the very last moment of the yeah, show. Last moment. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Do, do you have it handy? Do you have the no, speech I, handy? No, you know what? It's a good. It's kind of a good introduction because it's like. Yeah, and that uh, the show the show does a good thing of like capping off the series with, uh, you know, a sort of like coming full circle. So basically, in the finale. Uh, before, I mean, there's some stuff in the finale about Leslie, like what her political career ends up being. Like I said, we're in full spoilers, so it kind of like hints at that she becomes president, sort of vaguely. You know, she's got like secret service around her, so you think like she becomes president, or it could possibly be Ben that ends up being president. I too. would think it would be Leslie. I would think yeah. so too, but <laughs> Ben has the pin on the presidential is, pin. I don't. I gotta rewatch it. Oh, yeah. by the way, this is annoying. Just to quickly interrupt you, Hulu released a producer's cut of this episode brian hates when hulu <laughs> releases producers cuts of things because you can't download them and uh they have like just a slightly different like jokes like there'll be a couple jokes that are just slightly different and i end up loving those jokes but i can't have them after hulu takes them down there how are you supposed to quote those jokes that's what i'm saying when they slightly change them. Saying, man. um so anyway her, the this moment i think is really great because it's it's like uh, through the course of the series, Leslie becomes a couple different things, and she sort of like separates from the Pawnee department, and she becomes governor. And this is like a, com I think it's like a school commencement speech or something. Um, and she gives this this speech, and everybody is in the audience while she's doing it. And the speech is basically, I don't have it written down, but I I know there's this one quote that she goes back to. In the last time that they're ever in the Pawnee um, office together. Uh, the Pawnee Parks and Rec office, the whole group, she says the best prize that life has to offer is to get get to work and do it with people you like working with. That's basically the sum of it. And um, oh. and then like it flash forwards to like 25 years later or something, and she's doing this commencement speech, and she quotes that same exact thing again. Um, it, oh, uh, work, work hard at work worth doing with people you love, 
And then she ends it with, now go find your team and get to work. And I think there's something like so sweet and motivating and cute about that. And they're all sitting in, in the, uh, the whole cast is like sitting in the, the you audience. Know, audience watching her commencement speech. Um, and then to commemorate Leslie Nope and all the hard work she's done, they dedicate a library to her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's like, the fucking library? <laughs> <laughs> I love that she swears. <laughs> because she hates the library for some that reason. That totally uh, threw me for a loop because I thought that she would be very psyched no. about it. <laughs> yeah, so she like finally, because uh, so many times they're like, they start like, they're going to do something for Leslie Nope. And like it ends up being like like she there's this running gag a couple episodes where she like almost becomes woman of the year, but they give it to a man every <laughs> oh, yeah. every time they give it to a different man, and uh, and it's it, like it should be Leslie, but it ends up being some other some man becomes the woman of the year. Uh, I think it was Ron and Ben, right? Yeah, v- men very closely related <laughs> yeah, to her, yeah. where she did like most of the yeah, work. She, ones that she very 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 much supplements what they do yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they have a grudge against her and they're trying to rub it in by giving it <laughs> yeah. to her so <laughs> when she finally gets this this thing named after her it's a library <laughs> so it's like one insult but like uh, so anyway that's my number five uh, they, they put a lot of faith in their viewers by the way by having her be mad about the library like D- yeah, DJ, yeah dj is just as obsessed with the show as we are and he it slipped first, by it's like yeah no, no. Or why I, she was mad? Yeah, I thought she would be psyched about it because you know it's just another thing that um, she's done that like it, it looks good for her like political career and like how big of an impact she's made. But uh, like yeah. even <laughs> like a, a library is not good enough for Leslie. <laughs> I wonder if it was Tammy and like the current library workers that like ruined libraries for her. If she, if she oh yeah, that's a general. good. That's yeah. A cool Ron's ex-wife Tammy um, hates Leslie. And she works at the library. Uh, okay, so uh, Brian, go okay. ahead. My number five. This okay. is going to be so inside. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Anyone? Okay. If you are listening to this episode and you've never seen Parks and Rec, why? <laughs> you really should. For, I mean, why? On many I'm, levels. I'm hoping I'm just not giving it like the credibility. Like I'm just underestimating how popular it is because everyone should watch this show. It's perfect. I, I think everybody does. I'm pretty I hope sure. So. I hope right, so. Let's, let's hear number five. Okay, my number five is from season three, episode 10, entitled Soulmates, <laughs> and it's Tom's Food Terms. It's, oh, kind, it's yes. kind of a spiel, but <laughs> it is, I feel like I quote it all the time, and I feel like a lot of people do. It's one of Tom's finest moments, but this him, is, there's like pictures of this like, all over Tumblr, <laughs> these quotes. So, do you Tumblr? have a, tum- a Tumblr? <laughs> if you Tumblr. have a Tumblr account, you have seen these quotes. <laughs> Are you going to say them, Brian? Yeah, I will. But, um, just the, like the episode is Tom and Leslie get paired up on a dating website by accident because Tom has it ends up Tom has, has a million different profiles and he gets matched up. With Leslie on his with his nerd profile, Thomas N. Haverford. The N stands for nerd. His Doesn't, favorite movies are books. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, his food spiel is a. Uh, oh, she asks him to dinner, and he's like, "Can I get apps and zerts?" And then it cuts to him, and he's like, "Zerts are what I call desserts. Tray trays are entrees. I call sandwiches Sammys, Sanduzels, or Adam Sandler's. Air conditioners are cool blasters with a Z. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I call cakes big old cookies." <laughs> I call noodles long ass rice. That's my favorite one. <laughs> fried chicken is fry fry chicky chick. Chicken fu- chicken parm is chicky chicky parm parm. Chicken cacciatore, chicky catch. I call eggs pre birds or future birds. <laughs> Ru- root beer is super water. <laughs> 
Uh, tortillas are bean blankies, and I call forks food rakes. <laughs> that, I actually think that's one, that one's my favorite. <laughs> but it's a perfect summation of who Tom is as a character, and <laughs> he's just so ridiculous. And I that bit of him calling stuff by other names runs through the whole series. Almost every one of his episodes, I think he does that. <clears throat> he's probably the most selfish character on the show. Yeah, but he's so sweet sometimes. But but he's yeah, he's so sweet. And the only thing that makes me think of that is when. Leslie has the like recall um, committee thing that she does, and he makes it all about Entertainment Seven Twenty. That kills me. I really yeah. that bums me out. But then it's just because he's going Wait, bankrupt. Yeah, but there was also uh, was it the flu season episode where um, they're opening the Snake Hole Lounge, and he's like, "Women get uh, drinks two for like two drinks for uh, the price of one." He's like, "Wait, no, wait a second, that can't be right. That's <laughs> way, that's way too good of a deal." <laughs> no, no, that's what it says. Wow, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's so funny. I agree Tom is probably the most selfish, but I feel like they always uh kind of justify it after he's being selfish, he ends up being really sweet. Yeah, yeah. they always redeem everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um that episode with the snake hole lunges, the <laughs> I was think anytime I hear the song I think of it, but they play his jam and he uh it's that uh, Papa about the bed, turn my swag. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sings that. That was the first time I ever heard that song. So I was like <laughs> dying the, when I was What sang. song is it? I forget what who sings it or whatever, but it's Papa about the bed, turn my swag. On. <laughs> <laughs> he like it's stands like, up and sings. Yeah, it. the perfect over the top hip hop song for <laughs> yeah. someone like Tom. It's uh, so good. And his nicknames for everybody: Ron Tanamo Bay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, Dwayne the Ro- Dwayne the Rock Swanson? <laughs> 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 he's so good I love his yeah. nicknames for everything it's so good that's a great number five yeah, that's Teach. what I picked yeah, yeah. Uh, my number five is Ben on Morphine oh my god <laughs> do you guys remember that <laughs> yeah of course yeah uh, I'm, I'm, I can't remember uh, when Leslie and Ben go back to uh, Ben's old town that he ruined Partridge <laughs> oh, Partridge yeah, yeah. Partridge in <laughs> and uh he ends up getting kidney stones and has to stay in the hospital for a couple of days and he's on morphine and everything he says is so fucking funny. <laughs> Do you remember any of it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the best part, like he's getting like really emotional and uh, just <laughs> saying nonsense and uh, he's like, he grabs Lacey's hand and he's, he's just like, um, he's like, I, I think you and I, like, we should just go for it. Like life, and, and she's like, "All right." Uh, she, she like she knows how ridiculous he's being. And he's Who like, is "This Leslie, yeah, Leslie." Um, wh- wh- do you remember the doctor's name? Shit, I, they usually call him by the f- by his first name. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna have to think about it. Um, the but, the rude doctor. No, uh, it's oh he's in Pawnee actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was thinking yeah. I was thinking of the rude doctor. But he, he's like Ben is just being really weird. He's like, "Wow," well, uh, he's like Leslie and Doctor, like whatever. Like it's like worlds colliding. He's just like <laughs> s- saying like the stupidest things, but like um, when he <laughs> like when the Price is Right comes on, and he's like, "Oh, the Price is Right's on." He's like, "Do you remember staying like being sick and staying home from school and <laughs> watching the Price is Right, <laughs> getting choked up?" It is so funny. Oh my god, Ben Wyatt! I love Ben so uh, much. That show does an incredible job of. Um, like just write like writing jokes of people that are either under the influence of like drugs or alcohol it's or so when good. they're sick and seriously the things that they are saying are so funny that show is one of the only ones that i can i can think of too which i'm totally wrong about this but 
uh, that shows like their entire cast drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah. I really I love it. I think actually Amy Poehler said a similar thing on a talk show I was watching. What'd she say? That the Parks and Rec shows people being super drunk like more than any other show. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, me and Amy she think it's pretty cool. Uh, in the or maybe flu- I saw that interview and I'm saying I'm <laughs> quoting her and I don't even know it. In the first flu season episode, she was saying really funny things when she was getting sick. She called uh, she she called the Chamber of Commerce the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, wait a minute, the floor in the wall just switched." Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, it's so good that we're talking about that because my number four is when Leslie is sick. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. So but perfect in the same episode. Uh, uh, yeah, it's in flu season. Yeah, yeah. That's actually on my honorable mentions. Not spoiler alert, but okay. I knew you were gonna pick it. Um, I thought you said honorable mentions. <laughs> The, honorable so dentures the quotes i had written down when Le- so leslie gets the flu and she's still she has like a meeting she needs to go to and um and she wants to like prepare for it and she's like refusing to believe that she's sick but she's like clearly like delirious with the flu <laughs> so good um and th- this because of that there's this actually might be the moment that i want to pick for for my number four uh but it's one of the best jokes ever written and i guess it was improved um of all time is when Andy uh, says to Leslie, Hey, uh, Leslie, I typed your symptoms into the computer <laughs> and it says you might have network connectivity problems. <laughs> That's, I, it's so amazing. I can't believe how funny that is. I get, I guess, um, it was improv. Yeah, Chris Pratt improv that line. Yeah, that's, that's so insane. Funny. That is like such a funny joke. I can't believe it. I know. <laughs> he and like the fact that the screen was the that screen. It, like yeah. he, uh, it, it just kills me. It's so so w- such well crafted comedy. But the other thing I wrote down here was that she says, "I have to get ready for the Chamber of Secrets." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then also the the floors and the walls just the floors and the ceiling just switched. Um, but one other quick thing I wanted to mention about about when Leslie gets sick is just as like a great I feel like we've been, this is like this should be like top five Leslie moments like we haven't stopped yeah, talking see, about that's it. what I'm saying that's what, that's why I wanted to um, but one of the things about it is that she is like so driven and so like you know wants to get the job done so she ends up going to this meeting anyway even though everyone's like trying to stop her but she needs to go to this meeting and make her her speech and then she makes her speech. And for some reason, she has like this moment of like pure clear clarity, and she is like not sick, and she nails it. Yeah. So, so you good. think like the whole episode, you think like she's gonna get up there and she's gonna humiliate herself. Yeah. But she gets up there. She doesn't look sick. She doesn't sound sick, and she nails the speech. And I think that this is like the exact moment that you can pinpoint. Not to get too sappy here, but this is the exact moment that you can pinpoint when Ben like falls in love with Leslie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Because he's like so wowed by the fact that she was like, no matter how sick she was, she was able to still get up there and finish what she wanted to do. And it's like such a great Leslie moment. It shows exactly what kind of character she is. Mm -hmm. Like at all odds, she'll do it. And then it it's it's probably maybe the most important moment for Leslie and Ben. It really is. I want to counter. I want to counter that with another question. Uh, question: Why is half your face all swollen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did she say when she looks at the painting? Hello, Pawnee. I'm Leslie Monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her. Oh my! I I'm so glad you. I don't know that you. Uh, that you picked in a moment front i know it's the andy uh, moment but just leslie being sick is so friggin funny that's I, what she said i also wrote down what ben says after he sees that and he says 
Uh, that was amazing. That was a flu-ridden Michael Jordan on a 97 NBA Finals. That was Kirk Gibson hobbling to the plate to hit a home run off of Dennis Eckersley. Uh, that was guys. that was Leslie Nope. Yep. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my number. That's my number four. Nice. I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I meant to pay the cab driver, but it had Egyptian hieroglyphics on it. Do you know the exchange rate? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I was sick, would I be able to do this? She's she's doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben's like, what? She's like, cartwheels. Am I not doing them? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, we were moving, right? Sorry, that wasn't parks. But <laughs> so my number four is that what's yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So mine takes place also in season three. I also realized while I was doing this list that season three might be the best. I always talk about season two being the best because that has some of, every time I think of every episode in season two, I was like, that's my favorite. But when I think of my favorite moments, most of them are from season three. So I think season two and season three are the best, but I love all of them. Season seven was incredible. It kills me. All of mine are post season three. Really? So so after the um, mark well, Mark is only there into the second season. Yeah, I ben forgot comes about, in the second season. I forgot about Brandanowitz. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brandanowitz has a bad rep. I like Brandanowitz. He's yeah, funny. No, I like him too. Well, but it, uh, I didn't know he had a bad rep. I mean, he, people just totally forgot him on him when once Ben got there. They say Ben like took his place, but he's still funny. He's definitely like the straight he, man. Yeah, but he yeah. was Anne's love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the whole second season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but didn't uh, he and Leslie hook up like? pre-show that's back when they wanted leslie to be really doofy i think that they were hoping to like make her like fumbly around this guy definitely but then they definitely changed that because she's like a cooler character she's too strong to be obsessed with a guy um it's first season most of the first season was her well it's like what six episodes it's not long but a lot of that was her being into mark but anyway 123 episodes total Ooh, really yeah oh that's a lot. I like that. It's yeah. like syndication numbers it's, right it's there. For synd- <laughs> it's exactly enough for syndication. Hell yeah, guys. We did it. <laughs> so season three, episode 15, entitled The Bubble. Um, there's there's two moments in this that I think... Well, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes to, to begin with, but I think all of the ones I picked are from my favorite episodes, so it's kind of a list of my favorite episodes as well. But there's two moments in this particular one that... What? Were your s- number four is two? No. Uh, I'm <laughs> oh. going to mention both, but I picked one. You don't make the rules. I'm going to kill <laughs> you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> all right, you. go ahead. Anyway, um, it's when Tom and Andy get promoted to the third floor, or is it the seventh floor? Sixth floor. It's upstairs <laughs> um, with Ethel Beavers, and it's Ethel Beavers' first episode, which I love Ethel. <laughs> She's <laughs> well, the uh, the old lady, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ethel Beavers. <laughs> but um, so when they're upstairs working, Andy like finally feels like he's like has a purpose or whatever, and he's like just kind of on his a game. And he says uh, he's giving Tom advice, and then he's like, "When life gives you lemons, make lemonade." lemonade. I read that on a can of lemonade, and I like to think that it applies to life. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that he thinks that he is the first one to think that (laughs) is so funny to me. (laughs) Like, he's just like, him at his best is thinking that he made up this, like, proverb. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, earlier in the episode, uh, Tom is, like, pissed that he has to work there, and Andy's, like, excited about it. And Tom's like, how can you be so happy about this job? And he's like, I don't know. Last year I was living in a pit. Now I got a job. He's like, and my wife is awesome and my band is so good. And are you going to eat that lemon square? (laughs) 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 The whole episode is so good. But the other moment, well, 
think that's a great um I don't know, just example of who Andy is as a character. And they definitely wanted Andy to be less likable in the beginning, but he became so likable. He's a puppy. Yeah. He's a puppy. He's so adorable and sweet. Ugh. Have you guys watched any of the bloopers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so many the of them. I, yeah, like, Chris Pratt, like, hosts them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I watched uh, the season six one, um, like, twice in a row yesterday, and it kills me. Uh, when Andy's in the dumpster, particularly, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> he, he's, like, he's supposed to go back to, I think, England, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he... Like ditches the taxi and just jumps in the dumpster down the street. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's filmed like really far away. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I think I'm um, like a bigger fan of like the later seasons. It amazes me how much that show just kept getting better and better. It really did. I love it. Um, yeah, and I I think I don't know. I hate saying this because they're all the characters are so great. I tend to think that Andy's my least favorite, but that's definitely not true. He's just as hilarious as everybody else. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's an interesting question. Who's your least favorite? I got Out of the main characters? Yeah. So let's list the main characters. So there's Leslie, Ben, um, Andy, April, Ron. Holy crap, this is a big cast. Yeah. Um, Tom, a, uh, a, uh, Anne, Chris, Donna, Donna, Jerry. Donna and Jerry are not upgraded to main characters until like. But they, I consider them. Let's count. Yeah, them. I, I yeah, probably yeah. would. Well, it definitely like second season, like they don't have too much to do with it. Even so, they're still definitely. Main I mean, cast. I feel like Jerry is always. True. Donna, yeah. less so. Yeah. Always what? He's always like a main character, or at least a focal yeah. point, even if like Jim O'Hare isn't, you know, Bill. technically yeah. on the uh, on the screen or something. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um,. Also, the only time in the series when they're mean to anyone is to Jerry. Yeah, but it's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that they address that. After the show ended, they went on Seth Meyers. Brian doesn't think it's the best thing, but it's it's cool to see them like joke about the show. Um, and uh, they say on it, like the the creator, Mike Sher, was even saying, he was like, uh, Leslie, who is the nicest person in the entire world, she even has to be mean to Jerry because everyone needs an outlet. <laughs> she yeah, like, yeah. She and then he can, he can just like take it, you know. That's what that's what he said. Is like, yeah, definitely. He, yeah. Jerry's like, I got it. Uh, you know, I don't. I I think actually at one point he even says to Ben like Ben's trying to be nice to him, and he actually says to Ben like, "Don't be nice to me because it's just going to make you a target, and I got this." Basically, yeah, I so, love that. That's awesome. I watched the episode um, where. Ron is trying to sell his cabin, and uh, April offers him everything in her purse. And she's like, I have $8, some chapstick, and uh, Jerry's uh, inhaler. And he's like, oh, thank God I've been looking for that. And she's like, Jerry, this is part of a business deal. You have no legal, <laughs> like, you have no legal no, attachment no, to it anymore. No like, legal claim. And then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's what, a good... It's his inhaler. <laughs> what's, what's the other moment you wanted to bring up? Oh, um, well, actually, you. who's your least favorite? You didn't yeah. answer that. Oh, did you guys answer? No, we didn't. Well, I, I said Andy, but that doesn't mean anything. No. Um, I would go with Donna probably, but I love her. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I would have to say Tom. Yeah. But I don't I don't know why. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> I don't know why I'm picking Tom. But <laughs> uh, So what's the other moment? Oh, the other moment in the bubble is so friggin' funny. It's when f- f- the, the whole dynamic where um, Ben is talking to Leslie's mom, Marlene Griggs Nope. That whole dynamic is so funny when he's like making a total <laughs> fool out of himself. He's telling Leslie about it after and he's like, oh, I made a total idiot out of myself. And at one point, for no reason at all, I just took off my shoes and held them in my hand. 
<laughs> so funny. Oh, we should we should move on. Deej. Uh my number four is Burt Macklin in the Pie Conspiracy. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. All right. You it's just so kind of looked at me like you didn't. Yeah, when like somebody gets pied and he's trying to figure out who. Yeah, right? Jerry gets pied. Oh, and right, he thinks Jerry. that it was, it was really meant for Leslie. And, That's uh, so good. Yeah, but anytime Burt Macklin makes an appearance on that show is excellent. Yeah, I love that they. There's a whole like plot where they're acting like it's an assassination obviously that's yeah. the bit yeah, yeah but it's so good and it's perfect I, I love that he just takes a giant sharpie and writes on the tv like it's a dry erase board <laughs> some of the things that andy does is so like brilliant <laughs> yeah and it's so like like um i don't want to say childish but like yeah maybe a little bit childlike wonder yeah it's like so childlike uh, and I know that Chris Pratt improvs a lot of that stuff, mm. and so it, you can just tell that he's. It's it's probably mostly Chris Pratt. Yeah, I, love, <laughs> I love when they show him like it's a shot of him like looking at the board, and he's like, "Been staring at this board all day," and it's just a picture of Leslie with a yarn attached to a picture of a piece of pie, like, <laughs> just a whole pie. One yarn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot about the sharpie. Just <laughs> one of my favorite quotes ever on that show is just Macklin. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he it's, says it to himself. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> what episode is that from? Uh, that's from... Uh, it's in season six, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, it, no, no, no. That was when Leslie like was learning. Four. Season four. Season four, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what else happened. Live in, ammo? Probably. I think that, that might be the episode. Right. <laughs> um, oh, toward know, the end of the fourth season. You know the actual episode name. Yeah, I'm just like a fan. And he's trying to uh, map out the trajectory of the pie by just using Jerry's head and like putting an actual pie to his face and <laughs> just like making a huge mess. He's like, w- would you say that the pie hit you like right about here? He's like, yes. And like Jerry's just like, he feels so like degraded. And then he's like, all right, good. Go clean yourself up. We're going we're gonna to do this again. <laughs> Doesn't he like slowly push the pie yeah, into his face? It goes, yeah, it goes into his face from like a 90 degree angle and then drags it to the top of his head. <laughs> what the hell is that going to tell you? What information are you going to get from that? That reminds me of the, uh, um, them going back and forth with the Bobby Newport ad. Oh, yeah. Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. Um, Bobby Newport's never had a real job yeah. in his life. <laughs> I'm glad we brought up Bobby Newport. Uh, I love... Uh, the character of Burt Macklin. I, saw, I watched a clip the other day of when um, they they were at the Snake Hole Lounge and then, uh, what's her name? Um, Janet Snake Hole comes up. You remember April. Yeah, yeah. They're back at work and uh, she comes in as Janet Snake Hole and uh, um, Andy's like too drunk to, or too hungover to be Burt Macklin again. And then uh, like she starts walking away and then he gets back into Burt Macklin's character. And... um. He's like, Miss Snakehole. And she's like, you'll, you'll never catch me. He's like, you'll never have my body. And then he gets up to like go chase after her and realizes how hungover he is. Sits back down. And as soon as his butt touches the seat, he just pukes all over <laughs> that dude Kyle's shoes. <laughs> oh, Kyle. But you know what? That's actually the alternate version, the producer's cut version of, oh, that, really? of that joke. The is it o- really? The other version of that joke is he goes to like kind of chase her. Yeah. But he gets like two steps and then pukes. Oh, oh no. yeah. The, the producer's cut is way better. What the hell? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I hate those producer's cuts. <laughs> uh, should I do my number three? Yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. My number three is... Um, <laughs> how do I how phrase it? How are you going to title it? <laughs> yeah, how am I going to phrase it? I guess it would be Harrison Brett from Animal Control. Oh, Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so it <laughs> it's specifically the moment I wrote down was when... I, I don't know if it's the first time you see them. I don't think it is. Uh, but when Chris and Leslie go to animal control to to do something or whatever. To catch the raccoon. Oh, it's a possum, isn't it? Possum. What's the possum's name? 
Oh, it's. I don't um, want to. I hate the word. Is it like? <laughs> it's not shitty. It's. Uh, oh no, that's the one that. That's it, the bird. That's the bat. On the yeah, on the tennis court. Sorry, I'm fucking up. Um, I don't no, know why I want to say Stinky Pete, but that's from Toy Story. <laughs> but <laughs> two, the, Toy Story two. <laughs> whew, good thing you cleared that up. Oh god. Uh, but this is the the, the message moment. boards. They go there and they're like uh, Brett and Harris are the animal control guys, and they're just like so incompetent and stupid. But this is the moment when they get fired. Um, so, <laughs> so Chris is like, so Leslie is like so frustrated with them and immediately frustrated. And Chris is like, you know what? Maybe they have like their own way. I think he says something like, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. And Brett's like, actually, there are three ways to skin a cat. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, it, he steps out into the back and he steps into a bear trap. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's, he's like screaming. And he's like, those are my running feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he fires both of them. And then the next scene is them. Um, oh no! Oh, this, that's the exact moment when uh, when they get fired, and they're like, "Oh man, we're fu- oh." You know what? I wrote the quote down. One second, let me write it. Uh, read it. Um, uh, they're like, "Yo, let's go to Jamaica." And then yeah, Har- no, we should go to Jamaica. <laughs> oh, Har- is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but we should go to Jamaica. <laughs> oh, wait, is that what you just said? That, um, that is one of my favorite moments. Yeah, <laughs> like that didn't so make funny. my list. But the the moment I wrote down is when the next day they try to hire somebody to replace them now that they're gone, and the only two people to apply are Harris and Brett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they like get their jobs back. But uh, Harris goes into his um, his like interview and he says. Hi, I'm 33 years young. I have my cousin Jason's truck for two more weeks. <laughs> I have one testicle from a whack-a-mole incident, and I'm down to clown. And then <laughs> I love down to clown. He made that up. He invented yeah. that term. Well, I think Jake and Amir did. Did you? Did they really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I beg to I beg to differ. Uh, but then Brett walks in and he just comes right in and he's like, "Hey, my name's Brett. I like burgers, <laughs> and I'm also very high right now." <laughs> like, we, you know, li- we live together, yo. We live in the same place. <laughs> uh, those characters are so funny. Are they your favorite um, side characters? You think? Oh, man, now that I'm thinking about it, probably another really funny moment is when uh, they do like the mock disaster thing and it's like bird flu yeah. or something <laughs> so leslie calls brett and he's like she's like okay so uh you know you're gonna kill all the birds or whatever it's a mock thing though and he's like okay so kill the birds for real and she's like no and he's like how should i do it should i shoot them and she's like no just like drown them one by one yeah just, just put it drown them in a bath drown them in the sink yeah. um yeah poor, harris whittles poor uh, harris yeah he and for anyone who doesn't know, he was a writer and producer on the show, and he passed away a few weeks ago when we were in Disney, and we found out, and, like, seriously bums me out. Yeah, it was so sad. He actually wrote two of the episodes on my list. He was so funny. Such yeah. a funny guy. What episodes did he write? Um, oh, I didn't write down which ones he wrote, but I know I looked at the writer for each one. I know he wrote... That's okay. You guys can look it up at home. Yeah, Harris, Harris Whittles is so funny. He's written a lot of funny things that, that you probably like, um, and... Uh, he played Harris, uh, yeah. the animal yeah. control guy. He's so. so funny. He uh, his humor is right up my alley, and everything he did on Parks and Rec was perfect, and everything he did outside of that was perfect too. He was just such a funny dude, and he died way too young. Yeah. And the season finale is actually dedicated to him too. Yeah, it, that was. Uh, I don't know. It's just so like, I kind of associated with, and this is gonna sound weird at first for anyone listening, but like, um, when Robin Williams died, it was really tough because. Uh, he had such a huge impact on our childhood with the movies and stuff that he was in. 
Um, but I feel like the same with Harris because he wasn't super famous, and it. I guess part of that just makes you feel like you. It made you feel like you knew him. Definitely. Because like you know, with guys like us, um, that you know watch Parks and Rec and like listen to like podcasts that he's been on a bunch. It, it you just felt like close to him even though you didn't know who he was and like the world is deprived of this guy yeah. for a very long time now yeah it also and seems like a um, huge bummer it also seems like we could have gotten some really cool stuff out of him yeah, yeah he, had he lived you know yeah he wrote for uh, eastbound and down and like a bunch of other stuff and he he was such a talented dude and there's just a lot more he could have done, and it's a shame that he's been <laughs> taken so soon, you know? Do you want that cat off of you? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I there's don't want to be rude. There's a cat, and it's like literally uh, walking up and down DJ's legs. Pouring my heart out here in this fucking cat. See you later, cat. All right, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Okay, what number three for yeah. me yeah, or yeah. for you? Yeah, yeah. Three, Your three. number three was That was my Brett number three. Okay. My number three was from season six, getting a little later here. <laughs> episode four entitled Doppelgangers, arguably one of the best episodes oh, to ever so exist. Good. Yeah. Um, I actually have a sound clip. Uh, hopefully, this works as well as I hope it will. I hope it's the one that I want it to be. <laughs> well, it's well. I, I can just. I'll tell you first. Uh, it's Ron versus Ron Dunn. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the everybody in Pawnee when they merge with Eagleton gets paired up with their Eagleton counterpart, and Ron gets paired up with a guy who he thinks is exactly like him, named Ron Dunn. But it turns out that he's his polar opposite. This is when they first meet. It kills me. Okay, so you're going to... Ron. Ron. Last name? Dunn. Is that your name, or are you telling me you're finished talking? Both. <laughs> Dunn and done. <laughs> I like Ron. <laughs> that is so good, and his little like laugh that he does there... I wanted to just say that quote, but I can't replicate that yeah. sound. <laughs> I hope that came through enough. Uh, basically, it was just Ron and his doppelganger just like saying each other's names. But it's like uh, <laughs> that dude's voice is so funny. Ron, Ron Dunn. Ron Dunn. It yeah. kills me. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so funny because you really do think that they're gonna hit it off. Definitely, yeah. it's like they speak the same. It seems like they have the first. There's the same interests as at first. Like he was talking about, like loving the outdoors or whatever. And Ron is like, "Amen." Yeah. And then he just goes on more and more. And he's like, "I'm a, I'm a vegan. Hopefully, uh, talk into that mic." Oh, am I being weird? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a. Of course, I'm a vegan. Working my way toward toward freegan, <laughs> full, full freegan." <laughs> Ron's just like, "What is a freegan?" <laughs> it's so clear that he now hates him. It is so perfect. He's a perfect counterpart to Ron because he's so different. <laughs> I wanted the uh, sound clip to be when they're having the little meeting at the table, and oh, actually, is I wonder if this is the same. I don't think it is. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of when they're uh, trying to come up with an idea for the Pawnee Eagleton merger. Uh, like for everyone to like embrace it mm -hmm. and they come up with a unity concert but they're sitting at the table and Craig's there and with his friend Madison who's like 16 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like my name's Craig he's like blah 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 this is my friend Madison and she drove me here <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't like Craig Craig I don't me. know why I don't either Craig is so funny yeah I feel like we didn't get enough time with Craig yeah. I would love a Craig spinoff yeah same <laughs> oh my god yeah, it'd be so funny. Craig and we Typhoon <laughs> I would I would definitely watch a Craig spin. He has such a distinct voice, and a, even more distinct when he he's yelling. It's so yeah. funny. 
Yeah, I do have a condition. It's called caring too much, <laughs> and it is incurable. There's a really great uh, segment um, in the bloopers from that scene that I was talking about with Madison. Uh, and Az- Aziz is like um, trying not to break, and he's just like... Uh, Billy like, Eisner? No, Billy Eichner is like... Oh, actor. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aziz, Aziz, <laughs> what? Aziz Ansari is like trying not to break because he, he thinks like when he Who says, plays Tom. Yeah, Tom. And uh, he's like feeding him lines to uh so that he'll keep saying she drove me here he's like um uh craig i've actually had too much to drink do you mind giving me a ride home he's like what are you insane she drove me here <laughs> he's like uh craig how did you get here oh, she drove me here and eventually just like but everyone just loses it it's so funny that is so funny uh, one of my favorite craig i know we're not talking about craig right now but i guess we are we but can I, craig's great yeah, yeah yeah uh one of my favorite moments is when he's like you know what? I'm just going to hand this to Brian because I know you're going to get the quote. Which quote? Uh, a full hour. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go in my car and lay down for 45 minutes. No. An hour. A full hour. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Who even are you? That's my favorite yeah. one for That's sure. That's so funny. It was when, uh, when he meets Donna. He was like, uh, oh, Donna, I love that name. Don't ever change it. <laughs> like, Wasn't gonna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, oh, great. So I, I carried the whole weight of the Eagleson department on my shoulders, and I loved every second of it. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Doubleganger's episode in general is so good. That's every, where Craig came from. Yeah, exactly. That's, debuted that's in that episode, episode, right? Yeah. And um, April's counterpart, Tinnifer, played by June, June Diane, Diane, is so outrageous. I, I, I like. I, wanna, I love that you guys said June Diane at yeah. the same time. <laughs> I guess I, I kind of a part part of me wanted to pick their dynamic, but I love Ron versus Ron Dunn too. But uh, <laughs> just April, when April starts acting like her, it yeah. absolutely kills me. Just like, oh my god, where did you get that shirt? It's bonks. <laughs> <laughs> it is a must, must, <laughs> I just, must. I was gonna say that. Oh my god, who are Gregory and Winona? I've never heard of yeah. them. Uh, are they better? <laughs> oh my god, you have to get me into that class. That is a must, a must, a must. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, June Diane Raphael is perfect at playing the stupid woman. <laughs> but she's June, so smart in real life. Doesn't yeah, she June is. Diane Raphael sound like a character in Pawnee? Oh, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. All that the could character be name. names in Pawnee are so goofy, and that one fits right into yeah, the Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, she's, uh, she's married to Paul Shear, which is so cool. Yeah, Wicked they, cool. They yeah. have a podcast, too. Yeah, um, How Did This Get Made? Yeah. That's outrageously great. funny. That's probably why we called her June Diane uh, June Diane Raphael, like... Because we don't know her. Is that how <laughs> it's pronounced? Raphael? I don't know. That's I, how they I don't say, say Ra- I don't say Raphael. Yeah. I, on, I only ever say June Diane. I forgot about her last name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Deej, give us your number three. Okay. Uh, my number three is when Leslie wins the uh, city council election. Oh, my God. Breathtaking. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not necessarily a funny moment, but uh, it's... I mean, I have no problem saying this, that Parks and Rec has made me choke up a bunch of times. Nor Definitely. should you. And, yeah. Uh, well, no just, shame. You know, I'm like, I'm like really rugged and very uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in touch with uh, how I masculine just, I am. I just like drink beer, smash the bottle after whatever. Yeah. It's like, I have shotguns. I shoot them. <laughs> I'm just like you. Yeah. I barbecue. <laughs> manlier. I barbecue. I change my own oil. Yeah. I, like, I chop tattoos. Trees. Yeah. Whatever. Tattoos of naked women on me. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what a real man. Yeah. Tell it to my truck. <laughs> okay, um, so tell us about this moment. But uh, it's basically like a season-long story of how she's running for city council, and it you can tell just how important it is to her, and it eventually like culminates at you know the end of the season, and uh, it's at first the report is that she lost by twenty-one votes to Bobby Newport, and then Bobby they, Newport, Bobby Newport, Bobby Newport. <laughs> 
<laughs> now you're just messing around, Jerry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, they demand a recount, and then um, Leslie and Ben are sitting in a conference room by themselves, and then Anne walks in, and she's like, yeah, the votes uh, just came in. It's uh, it's still 21 votes. And then you know she's like really bummed out. There's a long pause, and then Anne's like, but you won. Like, you won by 21 votes. And then it's just, like, this really, like, like emotional moment where you can see, like, Leslie's eyes kind of, like, glazed over and, like, holding her tears back. And then it's just such an awesome moment. And I, I'm like, getting, you like, gave chills. me chills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chills just hearing you talk about it. Yeah, oh, it's I just, love it. Like, that show, like, just knows how to get to you. And, like, it, you know, just reminded me of when Ben proposed to her. It was the same thing. Yeah. It, it just... They make big moments small. You know what's weird is in moments like that, you... <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what? <laughs> they make these big moments, these small, intimate moments. Like, yeah. Like that, it, it, had that played in any other show, it would have. she would have been on stage, balloons would have dropped, okay. there would have been a huge crowd cheering, and then it would have been like a triumphant moment. Yeah. She has moments like that, but... But that is a big moment, and it was Anne walking into a room. Yeah, you know, or yeah. when Ben and Leslie got engaged, they could have had a whole episode of him proposing in this gigantically fla- flashy way. Yeah, yeah. True. instead he she does he does it while she's like turn has her back turned to him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's uh, make big moments small. Yeah, it's, it's, I agree. <laughs> no, that makes sense <laughs> <yeah>. now. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say is that it just it it's crazy to me how moments like that on the show when they happen. Uh, it's not like you're, I kind of feel like I'm not watching these characters anymore. I'm actually watching these people. I'm, I'm watching Amy Poehler getting pr- proposed to by Adam Scott. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like they kind of slip out of uh, character for a little bit for these really touching moments. Like, which is a good testament to their acting yeah, ability. It's crazy. Cause you know, it, Leslie is very goofy and so isn't Ben. And, uh, but when moments like that happen, they're, they're just like as real as it gets. Yeah, it never feels forced or yeah. or awkward. And, and I know on shows that are like non-stop comedy, if you try to shoehorn something serious in there, it feels out of place, but it never feels out yeah. of place. It's kind of how I felt about like Scrubs. Like oh, Scrubs that was out of place. I'll, yeah, I will Scrubs say was that. always like goofy. It was always like goofy. And then the, every episode ended with like a heartwarming moment that you could tell that they like the writers were like, oh crap, we have three minutes left. We gotta <laughs> squeeze this heartwarming moment in. And then it would just be like two people like sitting at a table or something. And they would like try to force this moment of like meaningfulness. Yeah. That's his number um, five on why Scrubs sucks. <laughs> um, but it, it like this episode made me realize how uh, Amy Poehler has had very big moments, whether she's herself or Leslie Nope, uh, ruined for her, like in some way. Like it's just here, here are my three examples. Right? Okay. So, uh, she wins the election in, in that episode, right? But so there's a moment where she's voting, she's in the voting booth and she's getting ready to vote for herself and she's like tearing up and she's like crying. And then Bobby Newport is voting, uh, right next to her and he's like, Leslie, how do you do this? And he's like, like kind of <laughs> like being an idiot because that's what his character is. Like it's a really big moment for uh, her, and then it's just immediately like kind of shit on by Bobby Newport being a <laughs> moron. Yeah. So then there's that. There's the, the episode where um, Ben proposes to her, and it's really touching. And then like it's such a great moment. And then um, he's like, "Leslie, will you?" And she's like, "Wait, stop! Don't!" Like I want to like you know savor this for a second. Ben feels like kind of like kind of stupid at first, like just because like it's such a touching moment. Yeah. And uh. He's like, all right, will you? She's like, no, no, no I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not ready yet. Hang on. I just want to remember how perfect my life is right now. 
Oh, that's such a sweet yeah. quote. Yeah, I mean, it's still very touching, but it's like it, it can't go like smoothly. Yeah. But uh, the biggest one is when Amy Poehler was leaving SNL and she did her final weekend update, and she's like giving this heartfelt like goodbye to uh, the viewers or whatever. Uh, Fred Armisen was playing the New Jersey um, governor, the guy who has like yeah. one eye or whatever, and he was like walking into the camera, <laughs> like, and just kind of like it, like didn't ruin it. I'm sure Amy Poehler was like, I'm sure she wanted, yeah, she that. wanted yeah, that, yeah, definitely. definitely. But it just like, uh, you know, it, like undercut the moment. A absolutely, bit. Yeah. like that's what I remember about. It. I remember what she said at all. I remember Fred Armisen just walking on camera. It kind of reminds me of when they de- donate the library to her. Yeah, to yeah, her name, yeah. You know, like so everything yeah. kind of like doesn't go perfectly for Leslie Nope. I, I yeah. think it seems like Amy Poehler likes that in real life. Yeah, so like that's like sure. her theme. Yeah, it's like maybe like things get too serious for her and she needs to like have a little bit of a joke to it. Yeah, yeah. she's the Chandler Bing of the show. Chandler yeah. Bong, <laughs> uh, Chandler Bing of real life, right? Because yeah. Chandler Bong. <laughs> okay, um, so my number two. Now oh. we're on number two. Okay, uh, is the snake juice. Oh my scene. god! Famous. This yeah. is a famous this, scene. This scene is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so basically, what happens is Tom creates this new Kahlua-style liqueur, <laughs> <laughs> which basically means it's just like a bunch of sugar, coffee, and a little and all uh, seven, 170 proof alcohol. Jesus Christ! Um, and it is just the most alcoholic thing that can exist, but it tastes really sweet. And it tastes like coffee, so pe- the cast drinks it, and they have no idea how drunk they're getting. <laughs> and D- Donna says, this stuff is basically rat poison. Everybody's <laughs> wasted. <laughs> That's my first quote on here. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, this is also, I keep going back and forth on whether or not this is my favorite episode. I don't think I can confidently say that. <laughs> I know, I th- I, it's one of the best. I think, it, it, I think it's your favorite. You always talk about it. I think episode. I know what my favorite is. It's called The Fight. This episode's called The Fight. And it's when Leslie and Anne get into their like first like fight. Um, another good thing that this show does, um, before I get into like what, the scene I'm um, meaning to talk about, the one thing that this show really does is that it has... the It tells like a pretty like good story about like free, female friendship. A lot of TV shows don't tell good stories about female friendship. They're like always under undermining each other or like being sneaky behind each other's backs or something like that. These characters, Anne and Leslie, are like such a good model for free- female friendship, and that doesn't exist on TV in any good way, in my opinion. No, I, I agree. With I that. don't have I don't have female friendship because <laughs> I'm a guy, <laughs> but I can imagine that it's also pretty accurate to how like girls really treat each other. Definitely. Um, uh, and one of my favorite things in this episode is when Leslie gets drunk. <laughs> I wish I had the audio clip because it's so much better when Leslie says it. When Leslie gets really drunk, they get into a, into a fight, and she like calls like Anne like stupid, and and like Anne like yells back at her, and they they have this big drunken argument in the bathroom, and then it cuts to like a confessional. Uh, confessional style and it shows all the cast after they've been drunk and Leslie says which is like all emotional she's about to cry well, she's basically crying at the t- at the time and she says <laughs> she said I didn't even know one thing and she didn't even say one thing and then she asked me the whole thing and I didn't even say it once <laughs> <laughs> that's like her summary of what happened <laughs> it's like literally it's so a good. meaningless statement <laughs> uh, but then uh, also this uh, this scene's really funny so it like flash cuts everybody's like drunk moments April is like screaming and smoking a cigarette in Spanish uh, Ron is this is famously dancing with that little tiny hat on his so head so good do you and remember the song I, I, it's, I, it's the only time I 
ever heard it was on there was like Andy starts to try to sing like some I I don't even know what song it could be I think it's probably fake and oh no it's a real song I forget what song it is I guess doesn't matter Ben looks into the camera and he's just like he's got like this dumb face on and he's like looking into the camera then he laughs and he is like Bubba Booey. It's just like so funny, and then they all go home in um in Donna's Mercedes or whatever, and they tie Jerry to the roof. <laughs> Donna's like, "Okay, where are we going first? Leslie's like, "Your mom's butt." <laughs> I forgot about that. And then all the drunk people in the car just start die laughing. Your mom's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good joke. Oh my god, that whole that whole episode is so incredible. Uh but that scene is I, I think iconic. It's so good. Le- and uh Leslie to make that joke is so out of character for her. It's so good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so that's that's my number two is uh when they're all drunk on the snake juice. I love that. It, that reminded me when you were talking about uh Ape, uh sorry, Anne and Leslie's relationship. I always think of that moment when she comes to her work with the ants holding a vial of blood, and she's like, I, "I I met a really good guy for you, so I ran over here right after work." And uh, Leslie's like, "Is that his blood?" And Anne's like, "Oh, sh- now I have to go back." <laughs> <laughs> There's like a couple jokes in there about Anne like possibly being a bad nurse. Oh, so good. <laughs> she gives her a phone number at one point, and Leslie looks at it. And she's like, "This is a prescription for Denise Dogan." <laughs> <laughs> it kills me. I love that. Another thing about Anne being a nurse, um, Leslie tries to get her that job at. at um, actually, it's the same episode. Oh man, this episode rules! It's so good. Uh, she's trying to get Anne a job at City Hall, and um, and she goes over and she's like, "It'll be so good. You'll have your own office, and you won't have to pull weird things out of people's butts anymore." <laughs> And Anne's like, yeah, you've mentioned that before. That doesn't happen all that often. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it happened one time. That's enough. <laughs> I watched an episode uh, the other day that, where um, it was a funny end joke where she's talking about how, like her and Chris are dating or whatever. She's like, he's he's great, but it's just hard. It's kind of intimidating finding a flaw in him. He's perfect. There was one time when we were on a date and I thought he farted, but it, it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> Anne is kind of an unsung hero of that show. She's yeah. so funny. She doesn't I, get a lot of credit. I bet though. you she would, be, if we had to ask like the listeners who's your favorite, they would probably say Anne. Uh, at least favorite. They would probably say Anne. That sucks. Yeah, I just think she's, she is the straight guy for most of the time. <clears throat> yeah, I, I hate that we even mentioned least favorite because that's like impossible. Yeah, it's impossible, yeah. yeah. Our least favorite is like our most favorite on any other show. Okay, um, go ahead. Brian. Okay, my, is it number two? Yep. Yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. sign, but for this one, hopefully it'll you'll be able to hear it. But it is from season two, episode Beauty Pageant. Oh, such a good episode. It's so good. It's uh, Leslie is a judge in the pa- Miss Pawnee Beauty Pageant. And the particular moment that is my favorite is uh, pageant contestant April Ludgate. This is, uh, well, first of all, she, her speech when she gets up there is so ridiculous and funny. And she's just like, I'm April Ludgate. I'm 20 years old. I like people, places. And thing. <laughs> Pawnee is my favorite place in the world. <laughs> she has like this Barbie hand. <laughs> Absolutely kills me. But um, she enters it because she thinks she's going to win $600. The winner gets $600. But this is where she finds out that she is what, what the $600 actually is. 
Okay, folks, just a couple more contestants, and then the judges will decide. Our next Miss Pawnee, a winner of $600 in gift certificates to Big Archie's Sporting Goods and Emerson Fencing Company. What? We don't get cash? This is for a fence? Well, it won't cover a whole fence, but it will defray the cost considerably. Oh, my God. <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> okay. I guess she really is quitting. <laughs> it kills me. And immediately after that, she says, uh, she's like, no, I didn't win, but at least I didn't make any new friendships. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that she is so upset that she's the $600 is not actual $600 that she quits. It will defray the cost considerably. <laughs> that guy is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Isn't he on the, on the telethon? Episode? Yeah. Okay. The thing about that character, he delivers arguably the, like the whole thing with April is so funny, but his part I think is the funniest. But uh, he's so funny. His name's Martin Housley. I can never remember his name because he never actually says it. He co-hosts the telethon with Joan Calamezzo, the best. But uh, And he doesn't even say it. She says, I'm Joan Calamezzo. And he goes, oh, and I am not a crook. <laughs> but it just says his name below him. That's the only, re- the only way I know it. Yeah, and he keeps doing like impressions and Joan's like, stop it. <laughs> And during he do, he doesn't introduce himself during while he's hosting the beauty pageant, but he does an impression there too. When April, part of April's talent is doing impressions. <laughs> this is an impression of my sister Natalie. Hi, I'm Natalie. I have low self. I love Ritalin, and I have low self esteem. And that one guy's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> even uh, Jessica Wicks, the former beauty queen, who is uh, is. Uh, a judge of the pageant like looks at him like what the hell are you doing <laughs> <laughs> a jessica wicks moment i just thought of is when she's trying to alter the gazebo <laughs> and, she, and leslie goes up to her and she's like jessica we you can't touch that gazebo it's historical and she's like do i know you? oh she's like oh i'm jessica wicks and she uh, introduces herself and leslie's like we met we we did the beauty pageant together and she's like, oh, Leslie Norp. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's when she's, she's like, gazebo, more like gazlinkspo. She may be a former beauty queen, but today she's the queen of destroying history. <laughs> Ron, I would love to stay, but someone is trying to alter a gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, a couple things about that. First of all, a run, awesome running joke is Leslie coming up with fake headlines. It is so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in that episode specifically... um. Wait, I lost With the ni- 94 meetings one? Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, I love that the bit of that episode is that Ron accidentally has a million meetings on one day, and everyone joins in to like take all the meetings for him to help him out. That's the first meeting that Leslie... That's the first one <laughs> Leslie has to take, and she puts way... She, it, it takes up her whole day. She doesn't even have any any time to solve any other problems because she puts so much effort into that one <laughs> oh, that's that's leslie nope it's so good but back to the beauty pageant uh the whole thing just kills me tom is also a judge and he's ridiculous and they keep calling the girl trish ianetta they keep calling her the hot one even <laughs> martin housley who hosts it when she wins goes it's the hot one <laughs> <laughs> she's so stupid i'm pretty sure she's making fun of that that actual beauty queen that when she made her speech she like crashed and burned oh, her the, speech is kind of like that the and such girl yeah exactly yeah. she's uh she's, it, the kids would know more about oh, the no, world the, if we the, gave them maps or something yeah, right? the such a, she kept saying such as or something like that it's so weird yeah. i'm pretty the way she rambles on reminds me a lot of that and then at the end she's like 
that's why me and my family say that it should be called our America, not their America. <laughs> so stupid. And uh, her talent is baton twirling, and Leslie's like, she's not even twirling the baton. <laughs> yeah, she was just like moving it around. <laughs> that episode is really, really great. Uh, it really is. Uh, do you want to do your number two? Okay, uh, my number two is just a 10 second, like segment in the show but uh, I have a, a clip after because they did um, a bonus feature on th- one of the DVDs I think but uh, it's uh, Perd Happily Reviews E.T. Oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> wait that's a, that's a oh okay that actually is on the show it's not a bonus feature yeah no okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so on the show uh, uh, Perd Happily used to have a, a TV show where called uh, oh, what was it Lights, camera, purred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would review. God. He would review uh, a bunch of movies, and it's just a short clip. But it's uh, him back in the early '90s. Like, uh, it's a heartwarming tale, but it's just not believable. That's why I give ET one and a half stars. <laughs> but I found out that um, it's got to be a bonus feature on the DVD. But there's like uh, a 40 second clip online of him doing a bunch of other movies. Really? Yeah. Are you so, gonna play that? I don't think yes. I heard it. All right. Well, you, you kind of have to like. Pay a little bit of attention because they they kind of go into each other. Okay. But uh, it's so worth it. All right. Let's see how this goes. Go ahead. <laughs> Try it. Oh, Purd. He goes on to... Uh... Purd on Film, where Purd happily reviews new releases and things he saw on TBS. I waited the whole film for him to talk, but he never did. See, Biscuit, it's one star. Another hilarious Billy Crystal rom-com that asks the question, can men and women ever just be friends? My Giant gets four stars. (laughs) For a movie about Iron Man's wife, I thought it would have more action. The Iron Lady gets two stars. It's without a doubt the worst Dr. Seuss adaptation ever made. I Am Sam gets one and a half stars. (laughs) I usually love comedies about mistaken identity, but the laughs just fell flat. How awesome is that? That's so, that was definitely not on the show. That's such a good bonus. I writing for Perd Happily must be so funny and hard. So funny. Oh my god, so good. I love everything he's ever said. Um, <laughs> so good. Th- there's even some that I saw clips of, like just um, pictures, and I I couldn't find them anywhere. But it was like. I think he, he said something like, I don't know if it was just uh, a Tumblr thing that someone made, but it was like, uh, this movie is basically my life story. Blue Velvet gets four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. I love when he goes on to host the Purd Bulls Court. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seemed to misplace my judge hammer. Tap, Gallo. tap, tap. <laughs> when uh, Anne reveals that she went on a date with him, <laughs> yeah. he's like, and then he said, I'm going, uh, wait. Now I'm going to kiss you by putting my mouth on your mouth, and then I, and then I ran away. <laughs> I love when he, um, like Leslie, has her closing argument in the debate, and he's like, uh, "I have an update. You have 20 seconds left." And then <laughs> five seconds goes by, and he's like, "I have another update, and that update is that you have 15 seconds." <laughs> and she's like, "Why are you talking during my, uh, you know, my final words or whatever?" And he's like, "I didn't mean to, but..." My update was that you had a little less time, and now that I'm talking again, there's even less time, and the update now is that your time is up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on, but it had the cadence of a joke. (laughs) Um, It's such a, like, so matter-of-fact about everything he says. so good. Uh, One of the hardest times I've ever laughed, I think, in my life is when Leslie gives a speech, 
And then Pert happily turns around and he's like, well, there you have it. It's like, a, uh, like another speech uh, of no importance said by a woman who has no job. I'm Pert happily, and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. <laughs> so good. We're a, oh, sh- I forget. We're I, an unemployed woman. Or newly unemployed woman says nothing of importance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> newly he's, he's just so innocent and doesn't like realize how dumb he is. It's such an awesome character. This, this reporter's report is in the form of a question. <laughs> <laughs> my next question is in the form of a statement. <laughs> no, no, no. It's my next statement Seriously, is in yeah, the form exactly. of a question. <laughs> he's such a good character. I've never seen a character like that on television. Yeah. He's so good. The story of this next stands is that it's called The Worm. <laughs> Oh my god, when he does the worm. (laughs) He does the worm on the telethon. He does on the telethon. So good. Uh, Okay, so we're going to go to our number ones, but first we're just going to quickly mention, this is not the regular show that you guys get, Um, so this one's probably more targeted towards Parks and Rec fans. Uh, Only. Uh, But, you know, there are 70 other... 70 plus other shows for you guys to listen to. You can check us out on facebook.com slash top five of death. You can go to top five of death.com. You can go to Twitter at top five of death. You can go to uh, Instagram at top five of death. You can email us at top five of death at at gmail.com. Do all of that stuff. Um, Do every one of them. Uh, We'll wait. Oh, okay. We're doing it now? Let's wait. Let me get my phone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, you like, don't you like, don't have to. Like, like, like. <laughs> yeah, but like everything and uh we really love that. Another thing you can do is if you uh like the show and you want to help us out a little bit, because we do this show for free and um it is uh kind of expensive. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of expense. <laughs> the story about um, this show is that is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um so we're we accept donations to help us keep the uh bandwidth going and the lights on. Um we'd never use any of that money for anything but the show. Uh so hopefully no one thinks that we're out there trying to like get rich or something. <laughs> uh, but, That'll be the day. Yeah, but uh so you can donate if you go to top five of death.com, there's a donate button there and there's one on our Facebook page, and we would love it if you helped us out in any way you could, but you don't need to. Um another way you can help us out is that we just launched um our first merch ever. And that's Top 5 of Death t-shirts. They're really incredible. Yay, I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, Brian's wearing one right now. Um, so check that out. There is, um, You can see those at top5ofdeath.com. The only thing about the t-shirts is that we are very limited in what we have for shipment. So it's kind of like a hurry up and don't wait situation <laughs> it's first uh, come first sir yeah we don't so <laughs> hurry up hurry up and don't wait do it now turn the show off over a dozen served <laughs> yeah so uh so that would be great uh if you could do any of that stuff uh okay that's all out of the way thank you thank you for even considering it um let's do our number ones yeah. my number one is my favorite moment in maybe television history <laughs> this is I was laughing so hard when this was happening. I don't even remember having seen it. The suspense is killing me. Uh, uh, it's when... Oh God, I don't even... Title it. Okay, I'm just going to title it Get On Your Feet. Oh, yes. Get uh, on your feet. <laughs> so, so what this is, is uh, it's a moment when Leslie is going out to give a speech, and she's doing it on an ice rink for some reason. Um, and They were told the floorboards for the basketball court would be down but they weren't so it was ice underneath it yeah and they, they had a basket they had the the basketball player the pony yeah. basketball player that pistol was pistol pete pistol pete that was supposed to come out and uh see i don't even like remember most of the details of this because i was laughing so yeah. hard <laughs> but um 
So it's like the whole episode is culminating to this moment where everything goes wrong. And this show doesn't do that a lot. Like a lot of things go wrong, but this is like, sometimes it's like catastrophic. There's a few other times, and this is one of those. <laughs> uh, so Leslie walks out with all the confidence in the world and she's got her team behind her. She's got Ron, April, Andy, Tom, and isn't champion with him and champion jerry is there did you mention and jerry? Jerry. Yeah, jerry's there yeah too. the uh, carpet was leslie, oh, <laughs> was, oh wait was phoebe there was phoebe there <laughs> um that's it's that's for telethon no i know i, f- I love that episode <laughs> me the, and brian quote that all the time it, in the telethon episode leslie is talking is trying to tell tell a story about something she saw on friends <laughs> which i but, love but she can't remember if phoebe was there <laughs> <laughs> so she's like oh and then there's this box and was phoebe there Yes. <laughs> She's describing what everyone was doing. Monica was making dinner and Phoebe was, oh, was Phoebe there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and Brian quote that all the time for some reason. Uh, but anyway, so this is, so they start walking out. They're walking out with all the confidence in the world. They're a team. They just gave a, Leslie just gave a pep talk. Actually, I think Ron gave a pep talk and they all start going out onto the ice and the song's playing that Get On Your Feet song. Get that, and make it happen. Yeah, which I found out is Gloria Estefan. Yeah, I knew that. Um, so, they they start running, going down. There's a red carpet. Tom got them a red carpet. And then the carpet stops. And they're still like 20 feet from the stage. And Leslie's like, uh, where's the rest of the red carpet? And he's like, it was very expensive, but it was a luxurious short <laughs> short walk. So, they just, so now they have to walk across the ice to get to the stage. And it's so slippery. <laughs> and there's, they're slipping and slipping. Andy falls and like smashes his face. <laughs> Uh, Ron is holding the dog and he's saying I'm holding the dog and it is currently peeing the dog is peeing (laughs) and like everything is just like going so wrong Leslie the music stops and it's like silent while they're slipping and like everything's going wrong and the music comes back it it keeps coming back at like exactly the right amount of time where you forgot that the music was even ever playing yeah it goes out and comes back a couple times yeah Yeah. i think four times (laughs) but then they get they get to the stage and it's too high (laughs) they they couldn't i think ron built the stage and he didn't do stairs for it he didn't have enough wood so he didn't build stairs for it, so it's too high. So they're trying to, like, boost Leslie up on the stage. Yeah, it's basically like a bare wooden structure, isn't it? Yeah. There's no decoration yeah. or anything. They also only had half the sign. Half of a banner. <laughs> banner. Yeah, which was just Leslie's face, and it says less. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, Leslie's eyeball or something. Uh, That's so good. So they boost Leslie up onto the, onto the stage, and she's, like, laying completely out of breath on the ground, and then the song comes back. <laughs> so then she gets up. Up and she she has like her her cards and she's like oh i dropped i dropped some of my cards or whatever and so she starts doing her speech and, and then she's like and together we can defeat obese children <laughs> no i think that was supposed to be more inspirational but i lost a card here <laughs> it's just like such a disaster and it is so funny they actually that moment has been clipped and is on youtube and you can watch the whole thing on youtube and do that now it's so good <laughs> even if you've seen it before please revisit it it is brilliant amy poehler in her book notes that as her favorite moment on the show oh is that true it's, it's very true yeah oh my god so good it's it's famous like anyone who i talked about do i talked about a couple people about this podcast all of them mentioned that moment oh it, god. It, was, it was definitely going to be on my list but i knew you you were going to have it i know we actually talked about this before uh the episode i was talking to brian earlier this week and I, I was like, 
I know you're going to know what my number one is. And he's like, I'll leave it off my list. Oh, <laughs> but, so it was definitely going to end up on his list too. But anyway, I, I guess there's not much more to say about it. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's so, so good. And it just like all culminates into that moment. So like, even if you watch the clip online, you're going to laugh, you're going to like it. But the thing about the episode is that it's all leading up to that. And it's just, it's so good. I it's love it. Disastrous. I yeah. just watching them while it's silent, like struggle to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the song keeps coming. <laughs> this so song good. is the funniest part because it, it always disappears and comes back at exactly the right yeah. moment. And the fact that it's saying, get on your feet and yeah. they can't yeah. get on their feet. I, is uh, so Leslie's funny. laying on her back at one point and it says, get on your feet. <laughs> I love that the crowd is watching and they're not laughing or anything. They're I just, know. The way they portray Pawnee citizens is so funny that they're just like idiots yeah. and assholes. And when they're watching this group of people struggle to get to a stage on an ice rink and they're just like watching and not reacting to it at all. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Also, a little bit later, Pistol Pete comes out oh, and yeah. tries to dunk a basketball, but slips on the ice and breaks <laughs> his leg or something. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay. The citizens of Pawnee, I got to say, are some of the funniest moments on that. Oh, yeah. Like, there is an alarming lack of benches in Ramsey Park. I want to sit more. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's so many good quotes from that. We could do a whole episode just on Seriously, that Seriously, really good. Uh, give us your number one. Oh, okay. Oh, something I forgot to mention about the beauty pageant that I've never told you before. One of the contestants... Okay, I really pay attention to obscure like minor characters in the show. I just think it's funny. It like I don't know, like develops the world more for me, but... One of the contestants of the beauty pageant is Denise Yermley, <laughs> who they don't even say her name. They don't mention her. The bit is that she's way older than the other girls. She's like a middle-aged woman who... She's Pawnee's most bookable personality. <laughs> most bookable. <laughs> she's also on the, tele- the telethon. She says God, that. is that telethon episode perfect? I mean, it has to be. It's definitely one of my favorites, but she's on that she sings, uh, Sweet dreams are made of this. <laughs> uh, That's so the what, real lyrics. I thought it was fake. What's your um, number one? Number one is a Leslie Note moment. It is from season two, uh, episodes called uh, episode three called Camping Trip. Uh, I guess I'll title it Leslie's Post Harvest Fest Freakout. <laughs> so it's um it's I just watched a, camping today. Did you really? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um. So the bit of this episode is that after she has the harvest, fe- after Leslie throws the harvest festival, it's a huge success in her being you know, a perfectionist or whatever. She wants her project after that to be just as good because she's not satisfied just having one. She has to be, you know, top of her game at all times. So she's trying to, she takes everybody on the camping trip and has them try to figure out their next big idea. Cause she doesn't, she doesn't, she says, um, you only get a, fir- you only get one chance to make a second impression, which is so funny. <laughs> but, uh, so later in the episode, she admits to Ron that she doesn't have an idea. And then she's like frantically, I'm oh, um, yeah, trying to come up with stuff moment. and uh, she's like I'm listening to uh, Steal My Sunshine by Len another one hit wonder just like me and then uh, <laughs> she's like she's like I peaked at the Harvest Festival festival run years from now people are going to say remember that woman who came up with the Harvest Festival idea and never came up with another idea again what happened to her what was her name Kim anyway who cares she's stupid and she's dead now <laughs> <laughs> that quote is perfectly delivered by Amy Poehler it's a perfect I don't know, it's, it summarizes Leslie's character perfectly. It is insane that she <laughs> thinks that, that just because she can't c- come up with a second idea that's as good as a giant festival, people are going to totally forget about her. <laughs> she's stupid and she's dead now. They're also at the quiet corn when she uh, thinks <laughs> yeah. of that, which is this like weird bed and breakfast. Yeah. And uh, her room is full of colored post-its because she's trying to think of the next best thing. It's so good. When Ron locks her, Ron tries to make her go to sleep because 
that's all she needs is rest. He locks her in one of the rooms at the Quiet Corn. First of all, who thought of that? <laughs> that's such a weird name. But she like tries to get out of the what is it? What are those things called? The trellis? Not trellis. Uh, I forget the window above the door. And uh, Ron's like, it's painted shut. And she's like, damn it. And then she's like, oh my God, there's like 50 cats in here. <laughs> <laughs> the other place is like overrun with cats. Uh, there's a sweet moment at the end of that episode when she fa- she falls asleep and then there's like a meeting the next day where Leslie has to give her presentation and Ron is there and Leslie isn't. And they're like, oh, she's not here. Do you want to, should we cancel? And Ron's like, nope, she'll be here. I love and then that. she she like kicks the door in and she's like, she has like a, blanket over her because she clearly had just like woken up and rushed right to the meeting <laughs> and she's like she's like hey i slept for seven hours which is twice as long as i normally do and <laughs> and then she starts giving out these ideas which are incredible they're all such good ideas she's like i wrote them on a doily <laughs> yeah and um uh chris is like chris wants to do the first one that she comes up with but she won't even let him say it's a good idea because she's got so many more I love that it. she wants to say first oh and at the end of that she's like leslie nope is back ha ha oh my god my breath is so bad <laughs> <laughs> she had like just woken up <laughs> i think that's that's probably one of my, definitely one of my favorite episodes that episode also ends with um the old lady from the quiet corn plane do you remember her name uh I that know, was my pop quiz the, yeah what's her name do, do you know it i don't Oh, Elsa Clack. (laughs) (laughs) So Elsa Clack is playing the piano, this wicked boring song, and Jerry is loving it. And and Ben is like literally trapped in the room. Like he can't get the door open, so he can't get out. So he's like having to watch the whole thing. And then it flash cuts to Ben's like testimonial. And he's like, yeah, she died like 20 minutes after that. (laughs) I love Elsa. Um, When she's describing the breakfast and she's like, breakfast will be served between 5.30 and 6.15. And April's like, what if we sleep to a normal hour and she's like that then that would be very rude of you <laughs> she's like Tomat- you have your choice of uh well you oh yeah. german muffin there's like tomato slices with homemade leek jam and your choice of german muffin and ron's, ron's like what the fuck is a german muffin <laughs> also when ron locks leslie in the room leslie's like pounding on the door and elsa clack opens her door and she like shushes them and ron's like Stick a German muffin in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a brook somewhere that won't stop babbling. Shut up! <laughs> uh, what were you going to say, Adij? Uh, nothing. Oh, do you want to do your number one then? Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Uh, my number one is the Cones of Dunshire. Oh, my God. Famous. Uh, They're going to make that game. I think I they already they, have. I think there's a there might be a Kickstarter for Some, it. Some somebody did. It's definitely not an official game, but somebody made it. Explain it to us. <laughs> I'll try. All right. Well, so <laughs> I I actually really couldn't, but um, it's the opening segment to the episode uh, titled Cones of Dunshire. Um, and it basically, Ben is unemployed, and he <laughs> invents this ridiculous game that is has crazy rules and it's almost gibberish uh i heard the story of when they were filming that scene and they just had like um like the producer or the director or the writers someone off screen was yelling like directions at uh adam scott to just like say and it's (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense so like most complex rules. yeah yeah i think that they mentioned this in the seth meyers they do yeah it took like f- like a whole day to film mm-hmm. that scene, and and uh, Amy, Amy Poehler was pissed. Amy Poehler was pissed. pissed yeah. about it. Um, Rightfully so. It's like a tiny joke. But. Yeah, I, I love that in the finale that they reference. Like he makes a new game, and uh, I forget like who reviewed it, but they it's like uh, Game Informer said that it's painfully intricate. <laughs> 
that's such a funny joke. Oh, no, sorry. Punishingly intricate. Oh, is it punishingly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the whole episode in general is probably my favorite episode. It's the only thing that I would change about it is that Pert Happily is not in it. <laughs> if, Pert, if Pert Happily was in it, it would be the perfect episode. The perfect episode? Ooh, no, boy. beautiful. Give him credit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but part of why I think it's uh, perfect is uh, Jeremy Jam is in it, and it's one of my favorite Jam episodes. Uh, Jeremy Jam is a councilman who is also a dentist and the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Leslie and Chris go over to his house to try and convince him to sign over like the lockbox? Yes. Like, yeah. Yep. So before they he even, like, they knock on his door and uh, kind of invite themselves in. He's like, all right, but before you're in, he's like, uh, take take your shoes off. And Chris is like, uh, oh, you don't have to worry about me. My feet are very clean. He's like, no shoes, you lose. She's like, Lizzie's like, no shoes? It sounds like if we don't have shoes, then <laughs> like, we need shoes. She's like, if, if, uh, what is it? if we don't have shoes, then we win. Like, we need shoes to get in. And he's like, no shoes. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a minor joke, but it fucking kills me. No, no, what's up? I just farted. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> he, he's on the phone with like uh, s- someone. He's like, yeah, me and John Cougar Mellencamp were hanging out and just decided those are like the best boobs we've ever seen. <laughs> Leslie grabs the phone and hangs up. He's like, hey, that was important. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the codes of Judge really quick. Um. So yeah, I uh, call Ledgerman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my God, Barney at the accounting firm. That, that's another <laughs> thing too. It's another reoccurring joke that is flawless. This accounting firm that's been trying to hire Ben forever and he keeps telling them that he'll work for him and eventually does work for him, but he always has to quit on them because a new, better opportunity arises and they're always so devastated. It's just this one guy in particular, basically, that is so but, bummed that but Ben they never Barney. loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Dad, come in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome to see like that uh, it's... I mean, typically accountants are like, it's a boring job, but uh, Ben just thrives in it. And when he works there and they're trying to solve this one case that they can't do it. And then Ben comes in and finally figures it out. And he's like a hero and he just embraces it big time and he loves it. And uh, I love when he's sitting in the break room and he's just like, uh, you're making this coffee and the, like the whole um, accounting firm comes up behind him and they're like, surprise. And then it like scares him and he, uh, you know, they turn around. And he's like, "We wanted to throw you a pizza party for like, you know, cracking the case." And you know, they just showing how much they love him. And uh, he opens the box, and he's like, "Wait, these aren't pizzas. These are calzones. <laughs> I love calzones." <laughs> it, it's just like he feels like the coolest guy in school, like it's at so this funny. accounting firm. When uh, he's doing his testimonial, and he's like, yeah, I think I definitely made the right decision. And then he walks into the where the party is. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? And then everyone's like, bah! And then he <laughs> looks back at the camera and winks at it. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so good because he's such... He's like a nerdy character. Yeah. And to but see that's him, like, like that his people. So, yeah, that's I, his I love the joke he makes, the puns that he makes sometimes. But my favorite one is when he's like, all right, well calculator <laughs> yeah oh my god tad tad <laughs> yeah. which is which is a great way to end on this here because uh um that i think that that's basically our show right yeah i mean i can't remember specifically like do you remember any specific rules to the the cones of dunshire i do i remember one quote of his that says uh he's like are the cones a metaphor well they are and they aren't yeah it's <laughs> like uh well, basically, you roll the dice to see how many dice you roll. It's like, oh, <laughs> 16. Perfect. <laughs> um, 
Also, isn't all of the power in the lamplighter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I guess that, that could well, be our show. If you guys want to do, like, we'll do, like, lightning round style. Um, yeah, I, I have I have a few of those. Okay, you go first. Um, okay, well, I, I just wanted to mention Jen Barkley in general, my favorite. Uh, she was on the list, but she got bumped just because this stuff's older. But Jen Barkley is the, she used to be the campaign manager for Bobby Newhart's campaign and then eventually helps out Ben and Leslie, um, played by Catherine Hahn. It, she's just the most outrageously awesome character uh for like she goes in she goes to leslie's house like after leslie and ben have kids and like one of them runs by she's like oh my god what was that the thing was huge (laughs) (laughs) she's like she's like when she walks into the house she's like your life is gross my life is amazing (laughs) (laughs) jen barkley is a great side character uh any other honorable mentions i have a few but no no you go ahead okay um just lightning through all uh, women women in garbage when uh, leslie and April are the garbage women. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not lightning here, but <laughs> Sean Amalway tweets like, why are you posing? I don't have a photographer. And she's like, Google Earth, always taking pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, that's uh, I feel like that quote got like kind of popped up all over the internet yeah. after that Google Earth, always taking pics. <laughs> anything else? Oh, well, I, I have a well, short list. But okay, what were you going to say? Oh, no, just anything with Brandy Max. Well, Leslie and Brandy Max is the porn star. Brandy Max is on my honorable mentions too. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so it's funny that you mention it. Uh, what Leslie and I do is definitely art. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a porn star in Pawnee that always like compares herself to Leslie and that makes it seem like they're doing the same job. <laughs> it kills me. Um, I oh, some of my other honorable mentions. So I had Brandy Max on there. Um, I also had um, the Ron and Leslie bottle episode when they are together and they have to work out their differences in mm-hmm. the final season. Yeah, is oh, so good. heartwarming and adorable so and good. such a great episode for the two of them. Another one that I had uh, on here was. Uh, when, well, I called it Ben Wyatt human disaster. It's <laughs> whenever Ben is on camera, he like gets, he becomes like a fumbling mess. Uh, some of the quotes that he said was, uh, <laughs> I swear, I keep seeing that there's a bird in the studio. <laughs> and he's like, well, who hasn't had gay thoughts? <laughs> and uh, there's a, this whole thing where how Ben, no, sorry, Tom describes that Ben kept talking about what it was like to feel up Cindy Becker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, he gets super nervous around cops, which I think is really cute, too. Um, uh, The the vows at Ben and Leslie's wedding are so sweet. Um, Our friends, uh, Tim and Kat, kind of like roughly used it a little bit the i love you and i like you yeah. thing they didn't roughly use it they used it yeah in their wedding vows. Um, it's so sweet and it's so sweet and, and funny um also the uh oh we talked about the attack ad i wanted to bring that one up too the bobby newport bobby uh, newport but one thing that i well, i was watching like a bunch of episodes and i came across this one scene that i had totally forgotten about and it is so funny it's a uh, tom accidentally shoots uh, Ron when they go on a, a hunting trip so good. and Leslie tries to take the blame and a cop comes and like interviews her and she has to like pretend that she's like a dumb girl that like made a mistake and some of the things she says is so funny I wrote some of them down so it's like flash cuts of things that she's saying to the cop so she's like oh yeah I got that tunnel vision that us girls get uh, I think I just let my emotions get the best of me and I cared too much I, <laughs> I was thinking with my lady parts I was walking and I felt something icky <laughs> <laughs> I was, somebody told me there would be chocolate. 
I was I'm wearing this new bra and it closes in the front and it just popped open and threw my aim off. <laughs> I think that's my favorite one. Um, and then uh, just like a bunch of other things. It goes on for so long and it's so funny. And those are my honorable mentions. Those are so funny. Um, I would go with uh, Chris Traeger going to the doctor about his tendonitis. And uh, you are literally the yeah. meanest person. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mention Chris yeah. enough. Yeah, I know he's w- one of my favorite um, characters, but he kind of like got a little less funny for me uh, towards the end. But uh, Chris in his prime is one of my favorite characters. He's so good. Uh, I love anything that Jerry does. Specifically, I would say his retirement party where <laughs> they, <laughs> they spray him with a fire extinguisher, <laughs> and uh, he's just like, "I promise, Gail, I'll be home by five. Bye." <laughs> so funny um, and, and the fart attack the fart attack uh when he when there's that one day that they can't make fun of jerry because he falls in the river and <laughs> he says twout instead of trout um my marbles are full of mouth today <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah there's uh, just a, a million things like anything ben says to me is so funny i love that they put on uh we didn't even say treat yourself once yeah, yeah treat yourself treat yourself has become like an actual thing it now. really is and I, I think it's like even se- it's like separate from the show it's just a thing yeah, yeah. Treat uh, yourself 2011 <laughs> but um i love when they spontaneously sing the same uh the same thing <laughs> when the, when uh donna is a, a realtor and she's gonna sell ron's cabin she's like yeah i'll split that commission yeah Split that commish. <laughs> Rounds and blush. Yeah. <laughs> Rounds and blush. <laughs> all right, we should wrap this up. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. If you got all the way through it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank uh, you very much. You're, you're a true uh, Parks fan, and uh, you know, email us, uh, send us a message on Top Five of Death at uh, Facebook, at Gmail. You guys know it. The thing about this podcast is, it's over. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, I uh, guess calculator oh <laughs> i love hey, it pray for dooley yeah pray hey hashtag pray for dooley <laughs> wish matt luck all right calculator or i guess smell you later right